You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, June 10th, almost to January again. Uh, As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Fries on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or coming soon, Just Baseball. Stay tuned for that, guys. Link in the description of the podcast. Or my more pop culture entertainment beat might be down your lane, might be more of your thing, perhaps. Uh, you can find my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blade Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and many, many more, hopefully, to come. But of this year, Locked On Padres podcast, though, which is, of course, the most important thing, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you guys feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you and maybe even get back to you on the show. And speaking of the show, you are guaranteed, if you go on Apple Podcasts, to send me a five-star review uh, in the review description. If you put a question, I guarantee you it will be on the show because I like to bribe for five-star reviews my friends. It's been working. Let me tell you, it's been working. Uh, Someone just recently sent a podcast review. We're not going to go over that immediately. Going to wait probably until next week because it does concern someone who uh, is expected to pitch on Friday for Friday's game against the Mets. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. And guys, for today's episode, we're going to be recapping pretty quickly yesterday's game. Another loss for the Padres going 1-5 against the Cubs uh, this year so far, unless we meet them in the postseason, so not great. Going to be talking about that, and then going to be focusing a little bit on Will Myers and Eric Hosmer, uh, just giving my thoughts on them and how they've been performing this year, and then also going to be talking about some more general stuff, uh, baseball discourse, I guess you could say. A little bit of the sticky situation, Garrett Cole stuff. And then also maybe just talking a little bit about the Jack Peterson thing that happened yesterday. But let's actually, I might just talk about that now. Uh, Let's get into it, guys, though. Let's start off with just the basic stuff, which is you Darvish gets the start in the game. The Padres do lose 3-1 by the end of it. But Darvish, it was no fault of his own. He had another great start, kind of his best start in a little bit. He'd been slipping. Just a tad, just slipping a tad little bit. His last start, he went five and a third innings, and the start before that, he only went five innings. But otherwise, guys, he's been really excellent before that. In this game, he goes seven innings, giving up two runs on three hits with two walks and eight strikeouts. One of those hits goes to Jock Peterson, which I want to talk about really quickly. Jock Peterson, uh, after the home run, did a little, the Tatis trot, that little like hesitation pause, rounding third base, kind of copying him and whatnot, and I know there might be some Padres fans that are annoyed by this, but they shouldn't be. Stop. I put out a tweet about this. Here's my thing. It reminds me, if Padres fans are mad, and if the team is mad, which I'm not getting a vibe that they were, I just think that, you know, they they just were like, whatever, like, it's the beginning of the game anyway. It felt very similar to last year when um, Cody Bellinger made an incredible catch 
for the Dodgers, and then Bruce Star Gratterall started losing his mind, jumping up and down, being excited and everything. And then Manny Machado kind of pumping his chest and yelling back and forth. And my thing is like, no, you're not allowed to do that because the Padres are literally known for and should be praised for being this exciting, boisterous, dare I say even cocky sometimes, uh, team and just full of energy. A lot of that comes from Tatis, of course. Some of that comes from Manny Machado. Some of that comes from, I mean, Everybody, even a little bit of Will Myers to a degree, in his own own will type of way, I guess you could say. Um, so you guys can't be, you can't, don't be afraid to, what is it? Don't dish it if you can't take it. I think that's the phrase, right? Yeah, there we go. Um, so I thought that that would be incredibly hypocritical. But again, I don't really see that becoming too much of a conversation. What you do is you go out and you just win. And then guess what? You can then make fun of Jack Peterson and then just wave to him, wave goodbye or whatever you want to do. Be like the NBA guys. You know what I'm saying? Actually win the sport. Don't start hitting guys in. They didn't do that, thankfully. So that was very nice to see. But otherwise, uh, not much else for this game, really. The Padres get completely shut out by Jake Arrieta. Which is not a good sign because, yes, well, you may, you maybe you casual fans are listening and you're like, oh, Jake Arrieta is pretty good. I remember him, right? Well, no, that was like four or five years ago. He goes five innings in this game, giving up one earned run only on four hits, walking one and striking out six. The outing lowered his ERA from 5.26 on the season of 4.97, just so you guys have an idea. Yeah, Jake Arrieta has been struggling. I don't think he looked particularly amazing. A little bit of movement on some of his fastballs and stuff like that, but otherwise, uh, he's not that good. So it was very unfortunate kind of seeing the Padres not able to tee off on him. Zach Davies and Jake Arrieta. And things aren't going to get easier because we're going up into New York and we're going to be facing Jacob deGrom on on Friday. Then you get Joey Lucchese, but then you get on Sunday Marcus Stroman, who's been very good too. So I'm just saying, guys, offense really not looking great so far. Uh, basically, they've been, aside from Tatis, uh, no hitter among the Padres is among the top 30 in OPS in the National League. Yes, Tatis is in there, but technically he hasn't reached like that bare minimum kind of 1-998 plate appearances in order for it to be kind of considered in it. Otherwise, he'd be fourth in OPS. So aside from Tatis, that's basically been the story. Aside from Tatis, the offense has been very very up and down this year. I mean, yes, Tommy Pham has been awesome, and I'm glad that everybody's just re- reversing their course on him. Very good on-base guy, very good batting average guy, or at the minimum, a very good uh, on-base guy. He might bat like 240, but his on base bite me like two 360 by the end of the year. That's that might be what happens with Tommy Fan, but otherwise he's been playing well. Jake Cronenworth, he's okay, he's doing all right. He's got a 748 OPS, which is 34th the end though. But you know, it's just not, uh, it's just not all coming together. They've been struggling hard and pitching. From all fronts, both starting pitching, despite, you know, Blake Snell struggling, despite some of the questions about Lament and what have you, uh, the pitching's been awesome, and the bullpen has been awesome. I mean, Emilio Pagan in this game, he goes one inning and gives up a huge home run. I, I shouldn't say huge as in, like, it was super impactful, necessarily, uh, because the Padres just weren't hitting anybody uh, uh, yesterday, but um, he does give up a home run to Sandy Alcantara, which was, or Sergio, Sergio Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara is the guy on the Marlins. Yeah, there we go. Sorry for the mix-up there, guys. But, um, you know, and then Craig Kimbrell comes in and gets the save. Craig Kimbrell being one of the best relievers in baseball this year. Whoever had that on their bingo board, go for it. And guess who had that on their bingo board? This guy. That's right. I called him the preseason. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. I, I The only thing I called about Craig Kimbrell preseason was that he was so bad that I was like, eh. I mean, he has been good for so long. Maybe... 
a six ERA, do we think that that's going to stay the same? I did not see him coming into this season being perfect in basically every save situation. 0.72 ERA. He's just been unbelievable. Um, but yeah, and Emilio Pagan, while he does give up the home run, he's been very good too for the Padres with a 2.88 ERA, looking a lot more like the guy that they traded for in the first place and that they wanted last year, which they didn't quite get. And Tim Hill too, 2.13 ERA. He goes an inning in this game and strikes out too. But, um, you know, I know you guys didn't, you might have not have known that. You might not have known that Tim Hill has been that effective this year. Pretty, pretty nuts. But you know what else, guys? You know what else you probably didn't know about? 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports, they lose. Did you know that? Is that really surprising, though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. But introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Heroes showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You were in total control, and Stat Heroes DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Change the odds and play now. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, guys. Remember, stathero.com slash locked on. And now shifting gears. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Let's talk about rockauto.com real quick, guys. They've been online serving customers for 20 years. That's a whole lot of time. They have everything, brake parts, tail lamp, motor oil, new carpet, whatever you need. Really easy uh, catalog to navigate as well. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliable though, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So, what are you waiting for? Go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now, guys, continuing to talk on this here podcast. That's what I do. It's a podcast you're listening to, audio platform. Uh, instead, you know, I was actually planning to do my all-star sort of ballot, but uh, some scheduling kind of things changed, and I figured I'd save that for a little bit longer. Not to mention, it's not like it's the ultimate thing that's happening right now, guys. So I'm sorry to break my promise on that, but don't worry. Next week, I promise on doing some segments talking about which Padres I think deserve to be on the All-Star team, which I feel like some of them, honestly, most of them I feel like are pretty obvious, but we're going to talk about them and just how special they've been this season. And then kind of filling out my personal ballot live on this podcast, the premiere of the Javier Reyes All-Star ballot. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a whole lot of fun, whole lot of fun. I'm probably going to fill out like another one, though, if you could do that, just because it is early and things may change by the time we get to uh, the All-Star game. But nevertheless, guys, that will be something to look forward to next week. Instead, I want to talk a little bit more about Eric Hosmer and Will Myers. And the reason is because I was just talking about the the offense. They don't have many guys in the top for OPS. They are currently sitting at really, really low rankings in terms of offense. And it's not like the Cubs are exactly like this incredible offensive team, but they do have like their guys that were expected to be good have been good. That's the thing. Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, even even Javi Baez to an extent, because if he just hits a home run every at-bat, it doesn't matter if he doesn't walk almost that much. You know, He's been amazing in that respect. Uh, and then even guys like Patrick Wisdom, public enemy number one now, apparently, for Padres fans. Jack Peterson, he's been pretty good uh, to an extent. So it's just the, the guys that were expected to be good have been good for them. But for the Padres, which is coined Slam Diego last year, 
there's just a lot of guys that aren't performing well. The fact that I feel like I have more confidence in Victor Caratini to get the big hits that we need versus, say, Eric Hosmer at this point of the season. I know he was great against the Dodgers early on in the year, or Will Myers, or even, dare I say, May Machado. You know what I mean? Like, it's just been, it's been really rough. We know about the struggles of Machado, but I just... Part of me, I'm just not believing that it's going to stay this way. He's currently batting 235 on the season. Uh, he does get a nice RBI in yesterday's game, the only RBI of the game. But 235, 322 on base, 412 slugging. It's not like he's not hitting the bar hard, ball hard. He is walking to an extent. He's not striking out too much. I just, I don't know. I feel like he's going to have an eruption at some point, or at least... He better, man. He better. He better have an eruption at some point. So hopefully Manny Machado gets it going together. But he's not exactly looking like this will be one of his MVP seasons like it kind of was last year. Um, But the really guys that I want to focus on are Will Myers and Eric Hosmer. And there's two reasons I want to do that. One, just because I want to focus on them. And two, because I see a lot of jerks and profile slammer going on around the timeline. And I get it. He has not been performing that well this year. 222 average with a 327 on base and an astoundingly low slugging of 281. But granted, my and he hasn't been very good. Like that's just the bottom line. Not very good. He has he does have nine stolen bases, which is kind of cute. You know, I do, I do like that he's running a lot. But otherwise, he's been very poor. But I don't like that he's becoming kind of the scapegoat for a lot of people. Everyone hates him or not. And my thing is, I still I still like the guy, but. Am I necessarily expecting him to have an amazing bounce back? No, not necessarily. I think he'll get better, but you know, let's not act like jerks. And Profar though is the guy that needs to get better. If you, you you're just you guys are blaming everyone except for the guys that seem to have more of a love amongst the fan base, which are Eric Hosmer and Will Myers. Now Hosmer, he basically had an absolutely outrageously good start to the season. He was driving guys in in clutch situations. He batted 320 with a 384 on base with a 460 slugging. And guess who told you that that was going to go down? Yours truly. But now it's gone down real, real bad. I mean, he's performing horribly. And the reason why I predicted is because he's hitting everything down on the ground now. Eric Hosmer's kind of reluctance to embrace launch angle and not just hit the ball on the damn ground every time is really bad because then you're relying on defensive shifts or just guys not getting to the ball enough. Babbitt is through the roof. All that stuff, right? So Eric Hosmer's not been performing well. And that's the thing. Even when he got the contract, I was like, oh my God. I mean, it's always a bad sign. When someone gets a contract and everyone universally is like, oh God, like this might not even be good for the first couple years. And Eric Hosmer, basically through his tenure with the Padres, has only had, I mean, basically last year, and even last year, it's not like he was astounding, but he did slug the ball in fairness. He had a 517 slugging percentage last year, but it was a shorter sample size in only 38 games. That's the whole thing with Hosmer. So it's I don't like that now if people are talking about him, especially since it's not like you have to feel totally bad. It's not like he's going through a ton of injuries and he fought here to get back here. No, he's getting paid a whole lot of money. He's not performing really well. And then the other one is Will Myers, who, yes, admittedly, I have a soft spot for. If you guys follow me on Locker Room, at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, to get notified when my room goes live, um, you know you know that I have Will Myers staring into space as my picture on there. I do love watching Will. I think he's really exciting, but... He hasn't been getting the job done either. I know he's performed a little bit better as of late, but really, I mean, just looking at kind of the basic stuff, 240 batting average, not atrocious, but 319 on base. He's striking out, not at a atrocious, atrocious rate. You know, he's not that bad, but if you just look at take a look at his StatCast page, I mean, the walk percentage is nice, 67th percentile. I like that he's fast. I like that apparently outs above average. He's in the 80th percentile, which is crazy. I think that that's just luck and maybe not too many balls getting hit his way. But, um, you know, he's just, 
He hasn't been very good. And the biggest thing about him, what I've been talking about all season, I just want to put some more numbers to it, is he can't hit stuff outside the zone. All right. First of all, off-speed pitches this year, he's batting 154 on them with an expected batting average of 197. So it's not like he's getting unlucky. Last year, though, he hit 333. And you might be saying, oh, did he just get lucky last year? Well, his expected batting average for last year was 276 on off-speed pitches. So he was just raking. He was really hitting stuff that wasn't just fastballs. You know, and breaking pitches last year hit 308. And this year he's batting 250 when expected batting average of 174. So that kind of, but really the biggest thing is off-speed stuff. And in terms of stuff in the zone, I don't know if you guys have been watching the games. I didn't even have to look up the stats for this, but I got them anyway. Uh, he cannot hit pitches low and outside. Really bad. Total pitch percentage for the year. And pitchers are attacking for it, too. 21% of the pitches that Will Myers is getting are low and outside in terms of just the zone on the plate, right? And then the total number of pitches, 161 thrown there. The next highest is low and inside with 79 just to kind of encapsulate that, right? And Myers isn't swinging at them all that much either. He's he's not. He swings at everything kind of up and inside and down middle of the plate, all that stuff, right? But he's just not really doing it. His strikeout percentage is 52% on pitches low and outside. And his whiff percentage is 75% on pitches low and outside. It's absolutely killing him, and pitchers are attacking him there. Now, I'm hoping that he can make an adjustment, but here's the bottom line about both of these guys. They, unlike Manny Machado, we haven't necessarily seen it before from them. Eric Hosmer is known for being this very other every-other-year guy right? But he's always been a ground ball guy, so it's kind of not that surprising that he's regressed. And Will Myers, one of the bigger liabilities in terms of the contract that the Pirates have really had in a long time. So it's not that surprising that a dude who's known for being streaky, that last year might have just been his career year for the Padres. One hit wonder, dare I say, batting 288 with a 353 on base, 606 slugging. And I'm not saying that I was expecting Myers to repeat that this year, but I mean, I was expecting, or at least hoping for him to at least be able to replicate some of that. Maybe lower the batting average a little bit. Maybe he bats 255 with like a 340 type of on base. Maybe, maybe something like that and still gets you some power in every now and then. But uh, he's just regressing. He's becoming old Will Myers and it's unfortunate. And what I talked about before the season, that was going to be a big deal that would decide whether or not the Pirates could keep up what they did in that special 2020 season that we all got with Slam Diego was Eric Hosmer and Will Myers. It's not jerks and Profar, guys. That's not the deciding factor for whether or not the offense is going to get better. So stop slandering the guy too much and acting like he's the worst player on the team. I just don't believe that. You need to start looking at it objectively and being like, all right, Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, we love you, but you're just not performing all that well. So if you're going to slander somebody, I personally believe it needs to be those two because fam is back. He's looking better than ever for the Padres right now. Maybe not better than maybe his St. Louis days. But still, you get my point. Uh, that's my thing. And I said that preseason, and it's one of the reasons they're struggling uh, mightily is those two guys with the biggest contracts or some of the biggest contracts on the team next to Tatis and Machado are just not getting it done. So hopefully you des you enjoyed that that little deep dive that hopefully answers some people's questions about the Padres offense. But now, guys, before we continue, let me talk to you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season obviously in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for not just baseball, but the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Go Suns! Chris Paul, you are my father. I love you so much. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. 
devices and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON, guys. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, now that we're back, we're going to wrap things up. Well, not totally, actually, just yet, because we got to talk about a topic that's permeating throughout all of baseball right now, right? And that is a certain substance controversy, the sticky substance controversy. And a lot of it has come under fire, especially because of Garrett Cole's press conference in which he had the Zoom freeze and just totally froze up when being asked about it. Uh, Garrett Cole's spin rate, um, not his start last night, but the start before that, dropped by like 170 RPMs for everybody unfamiliar. That's revolutions or uh, rotations per minute. Higher spin rate means that your pitches move with more movement and are you know better, harder to hit, basically, to essentially uh, sum it up pretty well. And then he was asked about it heading into uh, his next start, and he just froze up. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, 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 he was like a robot. He was, number five was not alive. I guess for all the people that understand that reference, um, yeah, he was. He was kind of faltered. He was totally thrown off by that question. I don't know how he wasn't. I don't know how the Yankees PR or Yankees team or he himself wasn't prepared for that question. But alas, there we go. Now, one thing that I don't like, though, is that Garrett Cole is now becoming the poster boy for this. When really it is a thing through all of baseball. Go look up Corbin Burns. Go look up you Darvish. Unfortunately, yes, guys, yes, you Darvish. But it's a thing that basically every pitcher is doing, or at least a whole lot of them. Astoundingly, Jacob deGrom isn't one of those people. But I do want to talk about one thing, first of all, which was just the the absurd rant from Michael Kay that says that Garrett Cole needs to beam Josh Donaldson in the ribs for what he said. I was like, look, I think Josh Donaldson is annoying for what he said because he's kind of implying that no one on the on the Twins could possibly be doing that. It's like, go maybe Jose Barrios, you know, maybe Kenta Maeda, who's hurt right now, I understand, but I guarantee you there's some guys on the Twins. So don't throw stones in, when you're living in glass houses, you know what I mean, all that, that whole stuff, right? So I didn't appreciate that from Donaldson. I thought that was ridiculous for him to come out after Cole. But I also thought it was ridiculous for Michael K to say you got to beam him in the ribs. Are you kidding me? Come on, guys. Instead, what happened, though, Garrett Cole came into the game, struck him out, and just stared him down. That's what he should do. You should stare him down, and that's it. That's how you combat these things, guys. Stop being babies. That's what you do when people do things. Jack Peterson, next time if we play them in the playoffs, you look at him dead in the eye after you hit a home run, and then you trot, you do the trot around second base, and then you do the little thing before third base. That's what you do. It's fun. Wave goodbye to the Cubs. Do all that stuff, right? Like I mentioned earlier in the segment. And the other thing about this sticky substance situation is that I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know everything about sticky substances. I know that this is different than just pine tar and whatnot because apparently this stuff, you can't even wash it off. Some of the stuff that guys are using, uh, it's really gotten out of control. And I think it does go to show that baseball, yet again, I keep saying this, is always reluctant to tackle problems before they get out of hand. Most people who don't follow baseball, whenever they see pitchers, do, I should say, whenever they say they see batters doing well, right? Everyone with steroids. Like, it's become a, a blemish on the game's image. It has. The steroid era, really because of their reluctance to handle it the right way because it was making them a whole lot of money, has really uh, kind of clouded how everybody sees the game. Now I'm wondering, is that about to happen for, for, for pitching? I can't speak today, by the way. Sorry for all the stuttering and stumblings. 
And I'm worried about that. And what I think was very interesting was also, we talk about the Garrett Cole side of things. I'm not going to get into the Trevor Bauer thing. Uh, I imagine he'll speak on it at some point. And honestly, Trevor Bauer, all these guys, I wish they could just come out and be like, like if Garrett Cole in that press conference yesterday was just like, they asked him the question about sticky substance, and he's like, yeah, I've used it. Just like every pitcher the past 25 to 30 years. Next question. Like, if he answered it like that, he might be my favorite pitcher in the league, not named Yu Darvish or any Padre right now. I'm dead serious when I say that. And you guys can critique me for the Yankee Roos or whatever, but I'm just saying that would have been badass, right? And instead, that's not what we got. And also, we got comments from Pete Alonzo, which everybody should go look and listen to Ryan Finkelstein of Locked On Mets, uh, who talked about deep-dived on... Um, Pete Alonzo's comments, but he basically brought up a conspiracy that baseball every offseason changes the baseballs depending on the free agency market. That way those guys aren't getting paid as much. I.e., if there's a lot of pitchers heading to market, they juice the balls. That way offense is through the roof. And then if a lot of hitters, good say this year you got a lot of shortstops heading to the market, they, you know, deaden the balls. That way they can't ask for as much money, right? Wow, that is a huge conspiracy take. I don't know if baseball is competent enough to be pulling that off necessarily, but I also don't think that we should assume just because we all don't like Rob Manfred that they're so stupid that they can't do that. You know, I, I think that it is a big leap, but it does add a little bit. You know, you, this is the only sport where the ball kind of changes up and down, right? So go listen to Ryan Finkelstein's podcast, Locked on Mets, for more of a kind of deep dive on that since it's Pete Alonzo. That's more of his guy. Uh, but I just wanted to say that, and I just want to say, look, man. Um, we're going to see if this affects the game dramatically over the coming months. It must be serious enough that pitchers have stopped using whatever substance they were using, like Garrett Cole, like a Corbin Burns, like a Trevor Bauer, whoever, right? Um, it's it's very it's going to be interesting to follow because I'm wondering if offense is going to start seeing a little bit of a surge over the next month or so before the All-Star break. I'm very curious. Or if it's just that the pitching really is just that good. But I think one thing we can all agree on, Major League Baseball would not surprise me. If you guys are up to some... Some shady shit. You know what I mean? I would, it would not surprise me whatsoever. Uh, and also, guys, yes, baseball discourse in multiple forms is going to be really awful. Both in terms of a potential CBA kind of strike. Hopefully not a big strike. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of beef come this offseason. So enjoy baseball. And also, Hall of Fame discourse with the whole A-Rod and David Ortiz and steroids and all. It, that's going to be really, really, really bad for this year, too. So prepare for that, baseball fans. And now, guys, before we wrap up, let me just quickly tell you to go listen to the Locked On Today podcast hosted by the legendary Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast while you're driving to work, whatever. Gets you caught up on everything. It's radical. It's phenomenal. It's eccentric. It's absolutely phenomenally outlandishly brilliant. This podcast. I listen to it every day. Uh, but in terms of the future of this podcast, guys, uh, one of the reasons I changed up actually all the all-star voting and what I was going to talk about is because tomorrow on the pod, I'm going to be talking with Andy McCullough of The Athletic, senior writer for The Athletic, about his recent U Darvish piece that came out. So go read that on The on the Athletic. It's really, really good if you have a subscription, uh, of course. Uh, check that out. Really great piece. Going to be talking to him about U Darvish and all things about that piece. So that should be a really fun conversation that you should look forward to because, after all, the Padres aren't playing a game today. So I had to come up with something, and I came through, guys. I always come through. I told you I always come through. And also, I told you next week we'll be talking more all-star voting type of stuff, my all-star ballot. And then, of course, we'll be recapping also the Mets game. And also tomorrow, probably going to answer, as also part of the podcast, the question that was sent my way via the Apple Podcast app, guys. But with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is possibly 
Actually, strike that. Definitely the only pod that may be better than the pot Jerry's themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Remember to send me those five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app with a question in the review description to get it answered guaranteed on the show. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.